0: Hey, everyone. It's Sanira here. As you may know, CEO School is officially part of the HubSpot Podcasting Network. We're now part of a family of shows designed to help professionals listen, learn, and grow by providing access to the world's leading B2B podcasts like Being Boss, Hosted by Emily Thompson, Being Boss is an exploration of not only what it means, but what it takes to be a boss as a creative business owner, freelancer, or side hustler. I enjoyed listening in as Amy, along with her guest Nikki Nash, discussed very practical ways to create a marketing plan that works. Listen to Being Boss wherever you get your podcast, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Welcome to CEO School. I'm your host, Sanira Madani, and today for Wind Down Wednesday, I want to share something that took place last week that absolutely freaking blew my mind. Okay, so I love to invest in female founders, female-founded startups. I started investing in 2019, I would say, when we were able to just start doing some investments on the side. I actually started a mini- fund, you could say, it's called Side Hustle Ventures. So also now we've done probably about 20 plus investments into various startups and funds and really focused on trying to support um, underrepresented founders mostly. And it's just, it's so much fun. I love learning about business and I love learning about various businesses. And if I can, you know, be a mentor, also put in some investment uh, and support a startup. Like it's just, it's, it's a passion of mine, and I absolutely love it. And how this kind of happened is over the course of the last 10 years of building stacks, I've been part of so many venture conferences. I've personally fundraised myself and met so many incredible founders. I obviously had a chance to um, you know, do some wealth creation, and I wanted to make sure that I was able to kind of give back with that as well. And just even sitting as a judge for so many startup competitions, I get a lot of deal flow. So it's called deal flow, and especially in uh, you know in my world in Central Florida, uh, I definitely get a lot of deal flow here. But also because of the amazing community at Co School and just my network, I'll get people you know saying, "Hey, you know, I there's this there's a startup, or this is you know this woman is fundraising, or we have this venture, or." Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So I received an email, and I don't respond back to everything. That's kind of like one of my biggest. I used to respond back to every email. Don't do that. You can't do that. And so I hate ignoring people, but sometimes you just gotta hit delete, and just, just, you can't even you can't respond back to every single person. And so I get a lot of pitches, and this one woman who I actually. Um, ended up seeing a demo of her product. I thought that the pitch was—I'm not going to give it away because if I say the the product, um, I don't want to give that that part away. But I do want to share a big lesson that I that I saw here. So she came on and she did. I actually. I thought that her email was intriguing. I thought her product was good. She was able to articulate, you know, the product market fit, the industry, and it was a product for, uh, you know, for mothers and for for moms. And that was something I've re- I've experienced some of the pain points as a mother that she was sharing about her about this product. And I was like, you know what? I'd love to actually see a demo. So I saw the demo, and I liked the product. And she was telling me that she was, you know, finishing a fundraise of like, you know, seven million dollars or something like that, and it was over a year ago. And at that time, just where her revenue was was just not enough for me to support her investment. But I said definitely, I'm interested, and so come back. And this is something for anyone that is venture fundraising. It's a lot of networking. And just because someone says no, doesn't mean again that it's no, maybe not right now. A lot of my investors actually, I was building relations with investors early, early on for even future investment rounds. So I was talking to funds that I was too small for, but eventually I was still building those relationships over time, right? It's just like, it's like dating. And you've gotta ensure that you have lots of these relationships out there to go find your potential investors at the right time. And so I did really like her product. I thought she was, you know, a, you know, had good energy. I liked kind of all the checkpoints of, of an entrepreneur. And maybe I'll do a wind on Wednesday of like how to have a great pitch because I know a lot of you uh, want to talk about investment and how to get venture funding for your business. But she did a great job, enough to nail it, but not enough from a business-proof standpoint. And it was too early stage for the type of deals that I like to do with our investment group. So I said, sorry, not now, but definitely keep me posted. And a couple of weeks ago, she sent me an email. And she said, hey, Sanira, I've made so much progress in the company. We've gotten all these certifications and we've landed all of this press and we have uh, customers now and uh, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm doing another round of funding. I'd love for you to be on board and also take a, a board seat. And so I was like, Oh, that's such fantastic news that the company's been doing so well. I was definitely rooting for you. Send me over your, you know, your financial statements and send me your pitch deck And I'd love to see, um, you know, what you're raising for, et cetera. And she sends everything back to me, and her revenue was just, I was baffled that her revenue uh, was not even close to a six-figure revenue. And she had raised seven million dollars. Okay, seven million dollars. And she was raising another round again. And I and actually I don't remember the exact revenue, but it it was definitely not at a million. And it was as soon as I saw it, I was like, wait, 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 something's not adding up for me. So I sent her an email back just saying, hey babe. Can you kind of run through your um you know your the revenue side of your business? How are you acquiring customers? What are your customer acquisition costs? And you know, how are like how many customers do you have today? How are you getting customers? Why is revenue seem so low? And where did you spend the 7 million dollars? Would love to get cuz like you're already here raising again. And her response back so she kind of sent me a response back like oh we did a lot for our you know, research and development and um we got all of these certifications and we made a lot of momentum in like all of these different areas and almost dodged the question on revenue. And she was forthright, you know, in terms of saying, yeah, this is our current revenue, but with this next investment, we're gonna now focus on revenue. And so it was a red flag for me. And I, you know, responded back, be like, you know, thank you for reaching back out. But unfortunately, I don't think that this investment is right for me. And With the previous $7 million that are like just – that's a lot of money that was just spent. And it was – I was mind blown. I went into Sal's office and I'm like, am I crazy or is this like investment world has just – is it is it changed so much or entrepreneurs changing so much? And it kind of brought me back. I'd love to share kind of my fundraising story with all of you. When I started, I had to take – my first seed round was like $100,000. That was a lot of money. A lot of money at that time from my I took from my first investor. And we were like, at a, like our, our seed was, we ended up raising a half a million dollar seed, $500,000. And it was already at $3 million in value. We were already doing 16,000 in MRR, which is monthly recurring revenue. Like I couldn't, we, we couldn't keep up with the customers that we were bringing in. And we needed to invest in our technology. So we had a revenue coming in. We we're almost already at a million run rate. We were trending towards a million run rate. And our growth rate was fantastic and all of these things. And we were so devalued, I would say, like at the time, like $3 million was not this crazy amount of value for a technology company, but I knew I needed to get the dollars in. And but revenue was always a priority. And with half a million dollars, which I know every business is different, but I built a software business out of that as well, which is not a lot of funding and It just went to remind me, I was like, I gotta talk about this on the podcast because I don't see entrepreneurs focus sometimes on the things that are needle moving. And you know, I talk always here about needle movers, what drives the needle, what's important. Your revenue is the most important part of your company. While the markets may have seen a dip in Q2 VC funding, it doesn't mean that your business can't scale. It just means it might look different to how you plan. With thousands of in-house crafted integrations of marketing, sales, and service, HubSpot is on a mission to help your business grow better with a CRM platform that's easy to buy, use, and scale. Want to figure out how to streamline your deals? Easy. The sales hub helps you close more deals by automating your busy work. Need to automate your social media? Piece of cake. The marketing hub has everything you need to publish, post, and monitor your social media channels all in one hub. And with Service Hub, centralized customer data keeps your support teams all moving in one direction, forward. Learn how HubSpot can make it easier for your business to grow better at HubSpot.com. Running a business is hard. Managing employees is hard. Getting customers through the door is even harder. But getting paid shouldn't have to be. This is where Stacks Payments is here to help. As an intuitive platform for invoicing, recurring billing, in-person, as well as online payments, Stacks is a one-stop hub to get you paid. What's even better? Stax has one flat fee for the month instead of percentages you can't understand. Stop spending time tracking down customers or payment tools that fail on you. Set your automations up with Stax Payments today. As CEO and founder of Stacks and CEO School, it's been my mission to support female leaders founders, and CEOs. With Stacks, I'm able to do so by providing fast, easy, and affordable way to process payments every day for you. You can build the world's greatest product. Okay, you can have the world's greatest customer experience. You can have the world's greatest support. You can have the world's greatest product. You can have the world's greatest brand and marketing and all of the things, but if you can't actually drive customers to purchase your product, your business will fail. And as an entrepreneur, you need to be prioritizing your go-to-market strategy. You need to be prioritizing revenue first, right? And especially, like, when I see an entrepreneur raise the amount of capital that she raised, that's a significant amount of capital. And, you know, I'm not saying for, you know, pr- like product-level companies, you might need it for inventory, for research and development. There are things that it's important to spend your dollars on. Innovation, it's huge, especially for a startup but it's so important for you to nail your customer acquisition first and foremost and i think one of the biggest myths for startups and for companies is i'm going to build it and they're going to come and i see this all the time with women that we mentor with women in ceo school and they're we're so focused on perfecting our website we're so focused on perfecting uh, our you know, the brand, and we're so focused on perfect, getting that, you know, getting that patent or getting, and, and not saying that these things are not important, right? If you go through CEO school course, you will find that I talk about each and every single one of these things, and they are important, but you've got to prioritize getting customers, babe. And I was just so baffled that she was up again, raising that next level of funding again, and did not have the proof to show for it. And so why, as an investor, would I want to invest more capital To to a business that's burning capital and not focused on the right areas. And I'm not talking about being profitable. Not every single business. We want to invest in businesses to grow, right? Stacks has not been profitable for years. We've been investing in the growth, right? But we have a really strong customer engine. We're doing 100 plus million in revenue, for a business. And that took time to build that customer engine, but it was always a priority. And we didn't build product and then go acquire a customer. We built product with our customer, right? So we would acquire the customer and then get their feedback to build the product. So it's so important for you to have this iterative cycle and not be so focused on perfecting everything. And that's the biggest lesson that I was like, man, first use your capital wisely. So in any business, whether it's someone else's dollar or it's your dollar, treat every single dollar with how can you maximize that dollar? What is the biggest needle mover for that dollar? How can you put $1 in and get $3 out, right? And having that formula for your business is so, so important. And not only making that your job as a CEO, that is the organization's responsibility too, right? If you're not gonna have customers coming in, you can't use that amazing customer workflow. You can't use that amazing Um, the branding and the experience and the product. that They're not going to use the product that you've created. You can't get people in through the door. You've heard me say this so many times. There's no such thing as a million-dollar idea. Only a million-dollar execute. And execution matters and revenue matters, right? Especially for a company, especially for fundraising, especially if you want to take your company to the next level. And so that happened last week. And uh, sorry, I have the stat. So my team just pulled the stat. 7 million raise, 40,000 in revenue, not even six figures in revenue and up for funding again. And I don't want to discount this person. I don't know their business inside and out. And I really do wish them so much success, but you got to prioritize revenue. And so that was a lesson from last week. And I thought I'd share it today on Wind Down Wednesday. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, Uh, let me know. Leave us a review down below. Screenshot this episode and share. Revenue is important. And share with me in your DMs on how you're prioritizing revenue. And let's chat about building revenue for your business. I'll see you next week. Running a business is hard. Managing employees is hard. Getting customers through the door is even harder. But getting paid shouldn't have to be. This is where Stacks Payments is here to help. As an intuitive platform for invoicing, recurring billing, in-person, as well as online payments, Stacks is a one-stop hub to get you paid. What's even better? Stacks has one flat fee for the month instead of percentages you can't understand. Stop spending time tracking down customers or payment tools that fail on you. Set your automations up with Stacks Payments today. As CEO and founder of Stacks and CEO School, it's been my mission to support female leaders, founders, and CEOs. With Stacks, I'm able to do so by providing fast, easy, and affordable way to process payments every day for you. Thank you for tuning into today's show. If you loved it, leave us a review. We are so proud to bring you authentic conversations, Game Changer expert guests, and valuable content on and offline the best compliment you can give us is by screenshotting today's show and tagging us on Instagram at CEO school and at Sanira Madani. We are obsessed with swag. So don't be surprised if we want to send you some. Thanks for tuning into class today. And remember, nothing bad happens when women make more money.